0: It's not like those steel guardrails that are running along the side of the highway that you're going to bounce off of and it's going to redirect you yeah. back into the lane. It's going to cause you to stop. Yeah. It's like having uh, like orange street cones there. It's like you see them. You know they're there, but you could blow past them and it's not <laughs> going to stop you. Mm-hmm. That's, that was my story 10 years ago. And like, I know that those are just rubber cones now. I can't rely on the fact that like, okay, yeah, I got my kids at home or I've got, you know, some other thing that is calling for my attention because I get so wrapped up in the story of, I got to be man enough. I got to prove my worth Mm. usually through my work in, in my case, that's, that's a lot of my socialization and that hill keeps climbing in front, keeps growing in front of me. Like I'll never get to the top of the mountain. So I'm always chasing Mm -hmm. something and like I had I had to say it's not about some external circumstance it's about like what am I choosing
1: welcome to the taking off the mass podcast my name is Ashanti Branch and I'm really glad you joined us uh, Today's guest is Jim Young. Uh, Jim is the author of a book called Expansive Intimacy. I mean, I, I don't know how you connect to intimacy, or if that word scares you, or if you have a very healthy, intimate connection with other people, but expansive intimacy, where are the places that we can be expanding how we are intimate with each other? And in this conversation, he and I talk about a lot of these topics. You know, um, I'm really glad about not only this book, but I'm also glad about this connection. Um, In this conversation, Jim and I talk about uh, a recent uh, video that was released from Trevor Noah, where he talked about men and intimacy and how there's words out in the world that uh, there are men who are not having as much sex as they want. Right? Now, with that context, um, what is also probably true is that Men are not having as many intimate relationships as they want. Because sometimes you may believe that the idea is that um, sex will make me feel connected and seen and loved. But men will tell you if you talk to them, if you ask them questions that are deeper than the surface, sometime after it's over, it's over. There's no connection, there's no intimacy. And there have been studies that and people who have researched and talked about the topic that sometimes men talk about wanting just to be held or wanting just to hold someone. And maybe there's many men out there say, no, I, I just want to have sex all the time. And that would be fine because I'm not here to judge anybody or to tell you that there's one way. But what we know is that in our culture, in our society, definitely here and where I live in Oakland, California, in the Bay Area, there's a lot of rules And our boys know early on that they're not allowed to have intimate friendships and connections. You're actually not supposed to want that. You definitely don't need that if you're a real man, as they say. And so I'm really glad for this conversation. As you know, in these podcasts, we're having conversations with men from all backgrounds, all ages, all thought processes, ideally, around what it means to be in this body and also to think differently than other people who also live in this body. There are the rules that are unwritten, the rules that are definitely socialized into us, that are nurtured into us, of believing that we can't connect. One of the things that really stood out to me as I was in this conversation with Jim and as I've been reflecting on this conversation is my trip to India. Um, I lived in India in 2007, and I witnessed men having connection with other men that was not common to me. Like men who walk down the street, maybe holding hands. Um, men who embrace each other, and like, and, and and young men who are very comfortable just like being in deep connection. Like it, it 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 wasn't anything that was sexual it was intimate it was connected and how often do men who don't have those connections feel like they're not getting what they need and they may think that it's about not getting intercourse about sex but oftentimes we find that there's a connection missing there's a a connection missing in in their in their soul maybe and so I'm excited for you to hear this conversation. I'm excited to hear your feedback. And I'm excited if you know someone who you think we should be talking to. If you've not, if you've not made a mask, I invite you to do that right away. You know, we're, we're, we're approaching our, our first milestone of 100,000 masks. And we want you to be a part of it. If you haven't yet made a mask, you can do that at millionmask.org. Um, if you're in local here at Bay Area, we have our launch event on 11-11-22. That's November 11, 2022. That's Veterans Day. So maybe you know somebody here in the Bay Area that you want to tell about this event. Please share it with them. Invite them to come and celebrate with us this movement, this Million Mask movement, uh, our first public launch since the uh, campaign was uh, rebranded in 2020. So thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Please like, subscribe, share. Please leave us a comment. Please let other folks know about it. and that's the best way that we can make sure more people hear these conversations. Uh, thank you for being a part of this movement with us. Uh, we're excited about the next steps. And so stay tuned. Uh, there's an important training coming here in the Bay Area. Also, uh, the last thing I'll say, um, I guess, is our non-sponsor sponsor is our first train the trainer. So if you're an educator, teacher, administrator, coach, parent, diversity, inclusion expert, um, we have a training here in the Bay Area that's going to be on the Um, The first weekend in December. So, one month away. So, if you are ready to begin creating spaces for people to do this work, uh, please uh, go to our website, everforwardclub.org, everforwardclub.org, and check it out. And we look forward to seeing you soon. Thank you so much for being here, and welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. See you, folks. Hey, Jim, welcome to the Taking Off the Mask podcast. I'm so glad to have you here. Ashanti, thanks.
0: It's a pleasure. I'm I'm excited. Uh, I love what you're doing with this format, and I can't wait to dig into my mask and stories and whatever else comes up. Oh, man. Well, you know, one of the things
1: that we like to do is have the guests introduce themselves. Would you introduce yourself to the audience? Just tell them what you want them to know about you, Um, and then we'll jump in.
0: Yeah, thanks. Thanks. Uh, there's a lot of ways I could describe myself. Uh, I often start with dad. It's my favorite job in the world. Uh, I'm a comedian. I, 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 I'm i a professional comedian. I get paid to do improv comedy shows. It's one of my other favorite passions in the world. I like to make people laugh. I think it's a spiritual experience. Uh, I'm a work in progress. I'm a 52-year-old white guy who's gotten some you know, a little bit of awareness over the past several years and trying to figure out how do I step into conversations and spaces that help heal a lot of what's going on in the world. Uh, I do that in a bunch of different ways. I, I coach people. I write, I just wrote a book recently. Uh, I facilitate, um, emotional intelligence and, and, and things like that. So, yeah, I'm just trying to be a part of the, uh, the solution to bring us together.
1: Mm, love that. Dad and comedian i mean so you take dad jokes to a whole nother level then (laughs) just ask my kids (laughs) (laughs) okay they secretly
0: love them i know they do
1: (laughs) well i'm looking forward to one of them dropping out here sometime in this conversation so feel free i I love to laugh so maybe that will add some uh some some levity to it because you know these conversations are sometimes they're really light and sometimes they go heavy and it all depends on you know, where we are in the moment of being ready to to let let go of that mask. Right. So uh, thank you for being here. And um, thank you for through this conversation, giving other men and boys around the world a space to realize that we're human. We feel we feel every emotion that exists. We may have been taught to shut some of them down, but uh, in this conversation, we get a chance to just notice that, too. So thanks for being here. And uh, you as the guest get to decide who goes first. Oh, nice. So either either you want to go first, and did you already make a mask, or do we want to? I do did. It live? I got my, I got my mask okay. ready. Yeah, great. And I got one too. I was actually, I was just, sometimes I make it in the moment, but I today I I was I was already in one. Thought about uh-huh. this, and so uh, I'm excited. Um, so do you want to go first, or do you want me to go first?
0: I'll go first. Okay, yeah.
1: fantastic. So we'll just do the front first, sure. And then, uh, and if you and if you you know, then I can do the front, or you can do front back, and then I can do front back up, but. Uh, follow your gut. Sounds great. Um, all right. Sounds
0: like improv to me. There we go. Bam. Let's nice go. So the, the first word that I wrote down, uh, was calm. Like, will will you want... show your mask? Will you show it? Yeah. Show yeah, it? yeah. Yeah. Okay.
1: Just so we get, oh, just show the front. Let me see if we can just
0: oh, okay. hide the back. Just... Hide, the, hide the, hide the, yeah. We want to,
1: just a little suspense. Oh, okay. Beautiful. Thank you.
0: Yeah. Thank you. So, so my mask has, has three words on it. Calm was the first word that came to mind. I, I want to project that sense of calm. The name of my business is The Centered Coach. You know, this calm, centered being. And and I love being that. And I love projecting that and helping people see that they can tap into that. And I got a lot of feedback over the course of my professional career, especially that, that, that I did that well. So calm is a, is a word that I like having associated with me. Uh, I put funny on there. Uh, We've already talked a little bit about it and you said, you mentioned the levity, you know, it's, it's a key ingredient, especially when we're dealing with gravity too. Mm -hmm. We can bring both those into the equation at the same time and we get to go through this life once. I want to be laughing a good way, uh, you know, through it. And uh, so I've always, uh, I've always found a lot of solace in humor throughout my life from being a kid all the way to present day. Uh, And then the last word I put on there is helpful which is, yeah, I'm not even sure it's the right word, but I think it's the right word for today. Um, what I, what I know is when I'm at my best is I'm being of service. And, Mm -hmm. and so I want people to see me as that way. I I think there's also, you know, there's some good validation in there for me. If I'm being helpful to somebody else, it makes me feel good. Um, again, there's some shadow and some light in that (laughs) depending on where I'm coming from with it. Um, but those are the, uh, those are the words. And then, and in my artwork, um, you know, I've got a, uh, for people just listening, I, I've got a, kind of a, a, laughing face, but there's a, one eye is kind of like scrunched up hmm. and the other eye is a heart with tears coming out of it. Um, and that's just what came to me as I was thinking about like, uh, who, who's on this mask? It's this loving guy who can show emotions, who's looking for, know to create some laughter
1: and some connection in the world okay thank you thank you for describing that I think we've never had somebody describe it for the people who just listen so thank you for that actually I may have to start doing that myself I don't even know if I can sometimes describe what I'm drawing (laughs) Uh, (laughs) all right well here we go this is this is this is it okay so this is the mask I drew Uh Uh, is inspired by a, a friend of mine just went to a art exhibit in Uruguay and he sent me a picture of this wall of masks and um, this was one of them. so this was a representation of one of them and uh, my words for the front are funny, caring, hardworking and in the parentheses I wrote busy uh-huh and uh, the reason I highlighted that today is uh, like funny I think like I deep down want to like laugh like a lot. Like um, I was watching a, a video the other day on social media and I found myself I like, just laughing. I was by myself. I was just laughing like out loud, like literally. And I was like, I should be doing some work. I should be doing some work. <laughs> and I was like, it's like, this in the evening. It's like, you know, 10 o'clock at night. Like uh-huh. I don't have to be doing work at 10 o'clock mm-hmm. at night, but in my mind, mm. I've often told myself that I should always be doing work. Yeah. And so like this idea that stopping to, play to just have fun to laugh at something silly and totally mind numbing for a minute is okay Mm -hmm. but deep down i in the back of my mind i'm like you don't have time for this you should be creating some more content you should be making another video it should be like i i I go to that place a lot and so uh i'm not sure how funny came out first today but it's really interesting that you're you're a comedian because um maybe that's it was subliminally passing along Uh the energy uh caring is deep um i've only recently started using caring but hard working busy was interesting because i I read something that you wrote about um um burnout and i was like do i want to am i gonna write burnout on here i'm not gonna write burnout am i i'm not burning out but i have been at that place before and i i I can see if i'm not careful how it quickly it it shows up like the, the levels of like I've, I've, I don't have any, I'm depleted, right? I'm depleted. And I think yeah. um, this place of like, so anyway, this is still a front because I am I tell people a lot of time, when I'm, oh, how are you doing? I'm busy as ever, busy as mm-hmm. ever. That's my, mm-hmm. busy as ever, right? It's a badge like, of how, honor, isn't it? It's, it's a, <laughs> sadly, yeah. sadly. And I think that it, it comes from just, you know, what I believe that I need to be doing. But sometimes I don't even, when I don't need to be doing it, I need to be, like, be able to say, okay, I don't need to be in a busy mode of trying to get everything done right now. Right now, it's ten it o'clock like at night. I can just relax. I can just rest. Yeah. Um, and it's some it's some some soul searching work I still have to do with myself. So mm. uh, that's the front. That's the mm. front. Funny, caring, hardworking.
0: I'm I'm curious about a couple of things on there, but I'm curious. Yeah. You know, you said you haven't used caring before. What What was it like to write that down? What does it mean for you?
1: yeah um well i just recently i'm trying to think when i first started using it there was i was on this show and a man said caring and i'm like yeah i think i'm pr- I'm pretty caring but i hadn't up until that point i had never used it so i've been like putting it in from time to time and i just really try and in the moment when i make the mask um is just ask myself what what am i feeling like right now like I- i'm feeling like i got some young people in my program who are struggling right now so i'm feeling a lot of care for them so like i'm trying to show i care some of them are running away and you know trying to like figure out Mm -hmm. okay they're evading me i know i know i know what's up i i don't know the story yet i know there's something's up Mm -hmm. uh and so i feel like i just tried to ask myself like right now what's really present and everyone may not see it right on the outside you know if, if you saw like animal planet for the first time and you saw a a, a lion or a lioness pick up their cub you would think they were trying to hurt it right but they know what they're doing and and they're not they're, def- they're trying to protect it right and i think yeah. on the outside it looks different than maybe it does from the inside like you know like when yeah. i if i'm if i'm talking to a young person and i'm like addressing some behavior if you were an outsider outsider you'd be like why are you fussing at him or, or yelling at him this is not yelling this is this is corrective. This is yeah. love. This is care. Right. And I think it all depends on who understands the, the context more, you know? Yep. And so I think, uh, that's why it came out today, I guess. Mm. Yeah.
0: The the, the the thing that just picked that hit me on the word caring is I think that can be a word that, that feels challenging for a lot of guys. Like caring yeah. feels like, uh, that's woman's work or something like that. Like it's not yeah. a word that we necessarily associate with ourselves cause it feels soft.
1: Yeah. Oh man. I've had to do some work on that, 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 and that's, that's been the journey of this, this conversation, these conversations, right? Like what am I, what do I really want to say that I'm fighting saying, right? And sometimes I may just put it on the side and maybe not talk about it, but I'll be like, Hmm, I really wanted yeah. to say that. Or I, or I'll tell the guests, you know, I really wanted to write this, but I was having some kind of, some kind of edge around that, you know? yeah, And and I was thinking about this recently. I think we talked about, um, you know, the Trevor Noah piece around men and intimacy, right? Yeah. Like, and, and he talks about how men, I think we really have a desire. I think I can speak for myself, a desire to have close friendships and relationships. But growing up in my community, you can't have too many close friends because mm-hmm. there there's something wrong with you to want to have close friendships, right? Yeah. You're supposed to, everything is on the surface and everything is, you know, like, sports girls shoes swag like whatever yeah and i stats. think that oftentimes i've i've I had to resist the desire for those kind of connections yeah and i think that oftentimes what men talk about you know and there's plenty of every man is different every man is unique so some men could say i don't need that great that works for you yeah that, that and that's fine but to to then use that judgment to say well then no one else should want this either is where we go wrong in as a society and I think we do it in so many ways not just with masculinity issues but even with all the other issues that are create polarization right like oh I should I want it this way therefore this is how it should be mm-hmm. as opposed to like oh this is how I see it in this context and this is how you see it and we and we see so much of that happening right now right I think we see so much of that just. In our our social media world, I think the way it ends up happening and what I'm seeing is, well, look, um, I don't have to see anything I don't really want to see. I just scroll past it. Yeah. I I just – and the algorithm – that's right. And the Mm -hmm. algorithm begins to formulate for what I only want to see. So, therefore, anytime in in real life I see something I don't want to see, I feel the need to have to scroll it out of the way, push it. Swipe left. Move and swipe left. And if I can't do that, then maybe I become more defensive or more aggressive. Because yeah. now something is around me that I don't want and I can't just slide the screen up and see the next thing, you know? Yeah. I don't want to
0: yeah. care about that. It's got to come That's back right. to your word caring, right? Like, yeah, <laughs> that feels right. like too much. I, I'm just going to not care and I'm going to move aside even though it may deep down. It's like, oh, that that affects me. If I, if I sat with that for a minute, I'd realize like, oh man, there's some pain there. Yeah. And as a, as another human, as another being, you know, connected to, to the rest of us, like, I might care about that and, and what does that mean then because maybe that hurts maybe that feels yeah. shameful or painful or something that i don't want to feel
1: that's right that's
0: right yeah oh man
1: that was just the front i know right okay
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay all right well we're we're on the back it
0: are you ready i'm ready yeah okay yeah okay sure all right. So I'll share mine. Um so so the words that I got on there, insecure is the first one. And then I went with a phrase, wanna be mama's boy. Mm. And then the last one is critic. Um <clears throat> I mean, I think I think like most of us and I was, I was grateful for the invitation for this exercise. I get to admit that I'm insecure. Like I, I don't I don't believe that I belong. Sometimes I had insecurity coming onto this show. I was listening to one of your episodes, prior episodes with somebody. And I'm listening to this guy and I'm like, Whoa, that guy's super impressive. Like, what am I doing on this lineup? Um, you know, my secure insecurities come in they come in all over the place. You know, am I doing enough, you know, as a, as a, as a partner, am I doing enough as a dad? Am I, is my work really, you know, making a difference? Can I show up? Right. Um, and that that phrase "wanna be mama's boy." Mm. I've never put those words together. Mm. <laughs> and we were talking before we started taping, um, just about you know how I am. And I said, I told you I was kind of turning a corner, and I, I've gone through a really rough stretch with my mother. And and these words came from some deep reflection over the past several weeks about. There was a period of time when I was when I was a young boy when I was definitely a mama's boy. I grew up with a single mom, um, didn't see my dad very much, and I remember I'd, I'd like hide behind my mom's leg in any kind of social situation like I just was so attached to her. I wanted to hide behind. I just want to be like deeply enmeshed with her, you know uh, might not be the right word, but um, but my mom didn't ever want to be a mom. she was in the closet. She had two kids and came out of the closet later on and she wasn't up for that job. She didn't, she didn't really want to be it. And so she, she never really let me be the mama's boy that I, I wanted to be. I wanted that connection. I wanted that comfort from her. And it's a deep pain that I don't have much of a relationship with her these days. Uh, It's really, it's been challenging me a lot lately and really up in my face uh, a month or two ago. And I've just had to be you know, reckoning with that a lot. Um, the pain, the loss, the grief. And then the last word that I, I put on there is critic. Um, you know, thing that I don't want people to see. So I like, I don't want people to think I'm insecure or that I'm some kind of mama's boy. And I actually, I really want to be a mama's boy. Yeah. Um, but like, I'm a critic and I'm a self critic. I beat myself up. Um, and I also like, I, ne- you know, I, I'm a recovering perfectionist, uh, mm-hmm. working on that all the time. So I'm always like this little things going off in my head. Like, oh, how come you didn't do that? Right. You know, and it's silly stuff half the time, yeah. you know, why did my partner leave her, uh, you know, her, her tea bag from making tea this morning on the counter in that location. She knows that's where I want to cut some bread later on, like silly, silly stuff. Right. And I, you know, I don't want people to know that there's this stream running on subconsciously in the back of my head that's like, mm-hmm. that's wrong, that's wrong, that's wrong. Whew. Mm-hmm. It's heavy. Ooh-y, beautiful.
1: Will you, can you take a, just take a breath right there? Mm-hmm. Take a breath. Man. I resonate so much with that mask and what you wrote. Um, it could have been <laughs> I am a mama's boy, so I don't think I want to be out. So I'm, I'm clear there. But uh, oh man, the and I think the word insecure is like word. I as you described it, I'm like, yeah, there, there is some areas in there that is always like, <laughs> am I enough? Right? And I think yeah. I, I'm, I'm gonna actually I'm gonna just show you mine because it's right there. I'll connect it. it's, yeah. okay, I'm gonna just show you the connection right there. So first of all, thank you first of all thank you for those words thank you for sharing that um so we're speaking to those those pieces because uh you know I have a huge father wound and even Mm -hmm. though my mom was there too a single mother like Mm -hmm. I have some mother my mother did the best she could but I was the oldest so I was responsible for my siblings I was I had to grow up really fast. I had to like, yeah, like early, early. And, um, here's, and those early recordings are still the things I'm working through as well. So Mm. am I enough?
0: Yeah.
1: Worried. (laughs) And I need a vacation. (laughs) That seems to track with your, uh, you're busy. (laughs) That's right. For without a doubt, without a doubt. And, And I think that it, it tracks in a lot of ways. Um, I feel sometimes guilty that I would say that out loud, that I would, like, you shouldn't want to, like... I mean, when I was an engineer, to go take a vacation is like, you do that. When you're a teacher, every summer, you're taking a vacation, right? Now that I'm a social entrepreneur and I run an organization, it almost feels like, well, summer is not necessarily summer like it was when I was a teacher. Mm -hmm. Uh, Vacation, even though... It's somewhere in my contract that I should have a two week vacation. I've never taken a vacation, right? I mean, like it's almost like how do you take a vacation when you're kind of like in charge of all the pieces? And I think that's like, oh, maybe I need to become a better leader because maybe I should not have that the case that Mm. that I can't take a I can't unplug. Um, Mm -hmm. and so I think that as a as as a leader who's trying to grow a team and build it. You know, you get that growing pains of like, okay, I need to bring a couple more people on, so that there is room for me to take a vacation. So that you know, because if if something does happen, um, God forbid something happens, somebody's going to have to take charge of all the pieces. You know, like I've ever I've heard lots of uh, you know entrepreneurs talk about. You know, they got sick or something happened, and somebody on the team who they didn't know either could or would stepped up to the plate to keep things moving and i'm like well mm-hmm. there's very few people here to help
0: to pass the plate too right now right so yeah that's scary how you keep too. that mission moving when yeah. you know if there's a situation where you need to step aside for a little that's bit right. you can't be available
1: that's right it's, i mean it's one that, thing to take a vacation and be like oh i could still check in with everybody but what happens yeah. if you cannot right and i've yeah. i've met lots of people who has happened to them as as entrepreneurs who just maybe overloaded themselves with work, and then all of a sudden, you know, health issues come in. and And I've been, I know, I know, I need to be working on health, right? I think I'm worried sometimes. Like, okay, yeah. you got to get your health under control, Shanti Branch. You got to like, how am I gonna uh, grow to the level that I believe that we should grow to? Do I have the skill set to do these things? I know I have mm-hmm. the passion, I don't have the desire, I don't have the the hunger, yeah. But do I have the skills, right? How do you lead? Fifty yeah, people, one hundred people, right? Like the discipline, right? Like yeah. I think, and so what I've been doing over the last couple of weeks um has been really a, a challenging and checking on my own personal effect in the systems, which were pretty not effective at all. Mm-hmm. And I think there, you know, it's the, the 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 growing pains of like getting all the stuff out of your head onto a, some kind of document so you can see all the stuff that you're kind of carrying in mm-hmm. in play, you know. Like, um, (laughs) I went to the the Apple store, um, my, 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 my admin assistant office manager had her car broken into a couple of weeks ago. Uh Um, so we had to get her a new computer. So I, we go to try and get her a new computer and I, you know, I, I remember all these passwords of like, whatever we're going to do. So I get in there and the person in the Apple store looks at my computer and they're like, why do you have all those tabs open? And I'm like, oh, that's my to-do list. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's, that's how I remember what I'm not doing uh-huh. or what I need to be doing. And they're like, oh, uh, this new Mac, you you can't have all those tabs open. Your computer is going like, to like, it's trying to play all of them in back in the back. In the old ways, it yeah. didn't do it that way. Now it's like, yeah, you need to close a bunch of those tabs. Your computer is probably going to be running really slow. And I'm like, is that what's going on? Mm. And you realize like in my mind, it's the same kind of thing. like. All these so many things, keeping them all spinning, all those plates spinning, right? All those plates spinning, <sighs> yeah. which makes it, at the end of the night, feeling exhausted and feeling like I should just yeah. stop and just rest, but also feeling another other part of me that tells me something else. Like, you got time to rest. You you got a lot of growth and organizational growth to do. You got so much still to learn. Yeah. And I realize uh, I've been listening. Some talks have been coming my way about that, right? Mm-hmm. Those let tabs it, are open too, right? Those tabs are open too. <laughs> but I'm I'm starting to let it go. I'm starting to like yeah. use a system that's helping me to like let like, oh, it's on paper now. So I don't have to be kind of carrying all those thoughts in my brain. Yeah. And I think that can be uncomfortable for a minute when you're like, I'm used to carrying dozens and dozens of thoughts at you know, yeah in waiting in the waiting line. And when you start unloading the line, you're like, huh. And what's been happening lately is I've been dreaming more vividly. My dreams uh-huh. have been in color. Yeah. It's, it's like, okay, there's some, you got room for the yeah. creativity to come forward when you have room
0: to think. Yeah. And you I, know, I, I started several years ago when, I, when I kind of woke up to, like, I was going through the world pretty numb, head down, head in the sand, just following what the herd told me to do. Yeah. And life didn't go so well in that format. I kind of crashed and burned and, and I, I was like, okay, I can either get back up and follow the herd again, or I can do something else different. And one of the things I picked up when I decided to, to veer off that path was intuition. I started to pay attention to things that would just show up and, and I've had over time words show up for me that kind of became guideposts. And the one that showed up for me most recently connects to what you were just saying in a couple ways And this summer sometime I had the word spaciousness pop into my head and I was like sick of being so busy. I'm not paying attention to my health. I felt like I always had a million things going on. And so, yeah, I would show up for everything because I do, I, 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 I do passion work just like you, right. Our passions are aligned, but probably a little bit different. And so like, I can't stop. There's so much work to do, right. I got to always be on, I got to show up for everything. And yet, I could tell inside like i wasn't quite showing up enough like i I, to the outside maybe it's it felt fine like i knew i wasn't doing my best work i was like spaciousness i need to create spaciousness so i can really have deep impact not just like you know an inch wide mile deep kind of impact which i think is what i was probably closer to and and i also got to invest in my health like i'm 52 things are getting creaky over here and they're not getting better with each day. So like you know, how am I gonna be of any use to anybody if I just keep grinding and I keep pushing? Like that's that's not that's not what I talk about. How you yeah. know, and I've gotten better over the years, but like am I really practicing what I preach? Yeah. I gotta work on that and I'm working on it.
1: Yeah. I, I, I like that a lot, not the spaciousness. I wonder when you said like you do everything or you go to everything. How did you, how did you navigate that with writing a book? Like, how mm. did you get the book completed if you were still showing up to everything? Like, I, I dream, I dream of a book. Or I have a book in the yeah. in the head, and and I'm like, okay, how am I going to carve out extra time in the day? Am I, you know, how am I borrow hours from tomorrow? How am I going to all the strategy how, how did you do that how did you show up to everything while still trying to create that bring that thing into the world i tapped into my
0: unlimited capacity <laughs> i mean i i think part of that like that word spaciousness showed up after my book was done and like mm. you know i'd gotten my copies delivered or i think it was off to the publisher and i was like oh what i just did i wrote the book in from the time I started with the idea of the book until the time it was sent off to the publisher was like ten or eleven months. Okay. It was a sprint, and I and I did it through a program that gave me structure and deadlines and support, and that helped me do it. But I had to find the time; I had to make the time yeah. to fit it in. So I'd be writing at night. I'd be you know getting up early on the weekend, which I don't like to do at all. Um, and. You know, and I made it work, but I realized during the point, and it's ironic, right? I wrote a book called Expansive Intimacy, How Tough Guys Defeat Burnout. And I almost mm-hmm. pushed myself right back into burnout while I'm writing the damn book. Wow. Like, so I had to be, you know, I had to get clear a little bit like, okay, that was important. It was a really important project for me to get that out. I, I feel passionate about like, like we were talking about with Trevor Noah's recent segment, like men crave more intimacy and not just sexual intimacy The way that we usually euphemize it, but like, how do we build it into our entire lives? And when we do that, what does that then permit us to leave behind that grind, the burnout, the, you know, I I don't get enough time for myself in my life. I don't feel connected to anyone. I don't have any friends. Like I hear this stuff all the time. So like getting the book out mattered so much. And it taught me another lesson. It, It brought a lesson back to me of like, Hey, you've also got to take care of yourself. Cause if you can't, Show up for this work, it stops where yeah. you left it off. Not that other people aren't doing work, but like, I don't get to contribute anymore if I can't show up. Ooh, wee. Ooh, wee.
1: Yeah. 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 In so many ways. In so many ways, the idea of burnout and men and what it looks like. And I mean, I think anyone can burn out, but I think we talk yeah. about how it shows up in men, like this idea that. Where do where do where do we go to rest? Right, like, mm-hmm. like like you're a father, so you know your responsibilities. Maybe when you get home are different. Like I don't have kids at home, so mm-hmm. when I go home, I can just pick up the computer again and start working.
0: Yeah,
1: all right, or I can pound through the list a little bit more. Right, so and so I wonder the, do those natural guardrails help? Did you find that in, in your in your in your work or in your in your own self? Like the natural guardrails of family, like makes you put stuff down. Like you're like, oh, wait a minute, I am or do you find in in your work that that those don't always uh equate to like the natural guardrails of like, okay, mm-hmm. come back, come back, come back, come back.
0: Yeah, you know? what what I uh what I've experienced to use that same analogy and what I've what I've heard from lots of other guys that I've talked to in researching the book, guys that I coach, is that it's not like those steel guardrails that are running along the side of the highway that you're going to bounce off of and it's going to redirect you back into mm-hmm. the lane. It's going to cause you to stop. Yeah. It's like having uh, like orange street cones there. It's like you see them, you know they're there, but you could blow past them and it's not going <laughs> to stop you. That's, mm. That was my story 10 years ago. And like, I know that those are just rubber cones now. I can't rely on the fact that like, okay, yeah, I got my kids at home or I've got, you know, some other thing that is calling for my attention because I get so wrapped up in the story of, I got to be man enough. I got to prove my worth usually mm. through my work in, yeah. in my case, that's, that's a lot of my socialization yeah. and that hill keeps climbing in front, keeps growing in front of me. Like I'll never get to the top of the mountain. So I'm always chasing something mm. and like I had, I had to say, it's not about some external circumstance. It's about like, what am I choosing? What am I choosing? Am I, am I going to choose to put 90 plus percent of my energy into work? Mm. Or am I going to say like, yeah, that's enough. I, I give it 60% of my time, my energy, my thoughts, my heart so that I have plenty left over for the people in my life who I care the most about, yeah, ooh,
1: yeah. That 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 message has been coming through really powerfully this week, and, and you're you're the hearing you say that as well. Like, what am I choosing? Mm-hmm. Like, I know I like to exercise, and um, I like to 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 sweat it out. And what I also realize is that. I have, uh, uh, sorry, <laughs> I'm doing a good job Like that this didn't happen. So um, we're at 3204. <laughs> um, somebody's here that thinks to do some work on the machine. They're here to do some, okay. So we're going to have to. Um, well, we were, um, it, I just know that I was trying to scan some cards because they have a card scanner. Uh, it was getting jammed. And I, um, I'm on a podcast, um, so I may need about. 15 more minutes. All right. All right, Ryan. Well, Ryan is our, our engineer, so he will he will make it funny or he will make it – take it out either way. We're going to – we'll rock it. Um, no, I think um, – now I'm gonna remember what I was saying. Oh, I was writing a note. What am I choosing? What am I choosing? What am I choosing? What was I saying? we were talking um, about exercise and sweating it out. Oh, yeah. Like I, I totally enjoy it, and I've gotten out of practice of it so much that like my – like my yesterday we were playing basketball at my men's team and i was like maybe i'll play and i was like they were like cut across cut across and i was like this is a wide turn there ain't no cut there's no cutting happening <laughs> on these knees there's no there's no cutting happening with this mass right yeah. i'm like why am i why can't i cut anymore like and i'm like oh i can't cut like it's not and i'm like this is not it, it was easy you know it's a basketball turn but i was like this is unacceptable like i was really upset with myself and i was like mm. i need to get moving regularly i do not want when i play with my nephews i don't want to be tired after five ten minutes of throwing them around and and i love throwing them around yeah. but like i don't want to be like wiped out after 10 minutes of being able to be in connection with them either and so i'm like okay Shanti, you got we got some work to do we got and i know that intellectually And it's putting into action into the day-to-day when the busyness of work seems more important than Uh taking the hour to go to the gym because I only got 24 of those hours Mm -hmm. and realizing what am I making time for? What am I choosing to make more important than my health? What am I choosing to make more important than rest? What am I choosing to make more important than friends? Yeah. Yeah.
0: I love that example because it's choosing... Or not choosing to invest the time in yourself, self-care, yeah. the cost ends up being family friends, right? Can't really enjoy the time with my nephews and throw them around. I can't, you know, yeah. get together with my buddies and, and and do what I love to do on the basketball court or whatever it is, right? Like these are the choices that we don't we're not thinking about enough. I think because we're chasing it, we're chasing mm. success. And and we don't define success as spending good time with our nephews or you know investing in our friendships it, it's i think it's a, a big narrative that I, I keep seeing for men is that like that's not what success means success means dollars it means status it means titles yeah like and mm. and, the, and the cool thing is like you get to have them both but it's like yeah. when when's it enough yeah you know i just i was saying to my partner today we were out running some errands and I was telling her about you know, some project that a buddy of mine is, wants me to, to bring me in on. And and I was just telling her like, yeah, I think I'm, I'm good. Like I'm full. I don't have any room for any clients. And and he's telling me about this project that's exciting and I can help. And it's like emotional intelligence work for leaders. And I love doing that because it has a big ripple effect and she can see me getting excited. And I'm like, yeah, right. I got to remember what's enough, like what's mm-hmm. enough impact, mm-hmm. what's enough money. Like, what am I choosing? Am I going to choose to be busy yeah. and you know, stressed out or, you know, spread too thin? or am I going to choose? Like, I, I get the balance that I want to have. We spend quality time together. I get to see my kids and be present for them, all that.
1: Mm, I like that. And I think, I'm glad you actually just said that when you talked about the status and the titles and the and the acknowledgements, like what is success? And I think if I was asked a general question, I should try to ask myself the same question. What What is success, Ashanti? What does success look like? I probably would not have named playing around with my nephews, although I desire to do that so much, right? Mm-hmm. Like they live in LA. So I got to see them a couple of weeks ago. And um, yeah, I realized how much I miss seeing them, right? Like they live only in LA. It's not, I mean, it's a one hour flight, but I've just been so busy. So seeing them having lunch with them, watching them uh, grow, uh, was, and seeing them get bigger. Oh my goodness! Like, dude, look at you! Like that part is like is success. It, it and I think that like, um, one of the one thing that I'm really excited as I think about this conversation is on my men's team we do a thing called the five F's. Right we mm-hmm. we talk about what are our goals in these categories, which actually helps put it into play and and I think I need to write them out again because what are my finance goals? What is my fitness goals? What are my family goals? What are my fun goals? And what are my effort goals? Meaning the thing I really just want to do. And I think I've not written them out in a while which means that it's easy to just be like oh success with my family is... I mean they're there so I don't think about it. But if I put it in name I name it. I could put words to it. And that is really beautiful. And that's really exciting. And so I think that what I get a chance to do through these conversations is like to keep renaming like, oh, yes, it's more than just how many episodes I've had on this podcast. It's more than just how many masks we've made with people around the world. It's did I have time to spend with my nephews when I was in L.A. because I made time to see them? Yeah. And if I get too busy for that then I need to be conscious of my own with my own but not anybody else's values not anybody else's expectations I mean my sister doesn't she knows I'm busy she wouldn't be like oh you didn't come see your nephews she would never do that but I need to make sure that I put it as a value for myself yeah I hold could myself you, accountable to that could
0: you tell me those? I want to write those those five F's down again I, I, I caught some of them
1: yeah uh, f- uh, fun family fitness uh fun that's finance, I heard. Yeah, fine, huh? yeah, I That's right. Yeah, finance finance, fun, family, fitness, finance, and then F it. We call it effort. It. F it. It's yeah. like that's just the big goal. That's like it may not fit in any categories, but it's just something you want to do. So Yeah. Yeah. And it's a way that we just structure it. And we have not I've not done it in a while in my own mind, so that I can easily be like, What's what's are you being are you being successful? And I'm like, oh, uh, well. And I get to ask myself in those categories based on the things that I set for myself, you know? So,
0: yeah, you know, I, I love that you, you said that you do that with your friends. Cause I, I want to go beyond the thumb. I want to add a sixth one. I want to put friendship on mm. there because I think we, we undervalue that it's so important for us. And, and I, I went through a stretch of life where I, I lost a lot of key friendships. I stopped paying attention to them. I was so focused on other things, a lot of it around achievement. Yeah. And then I realized I was pretty lonely I didn't have people I could talk to about, you know, we we're talking about before, like, not just the headline news, you know, what were the sports scores or what's, you know, in the headlines or, you know, what's latest and, you know, what gear did you just pick up, but, like, the real stuff, the stuff that's, like, I need to talk to my guys, like, I need to, I need to tell them, like, hey, you guys ever dealt with this, I'm going through a thing, like, having that and, and i'm just i'm grinning because i'm looking over your shoulder at the t-shirt that says i'm fine that's like the anti-f <laughs> that's right <laughs> it, it's inside the, inside that word fine watch
1: you there i'm gonna show you to you up close so you can see what it actually says it, there's oh my god those, all those words in between
0: oh that's so good
1: yeah it's our uh it was made it was actually designed by an eighth grader i did a workshop in arizona and I, we were talking about this topic of what we say on the outside. I'm fine. I'm good. I'm cool. Uh-huh. And, we'll, and this eighth grader, I said, if any of you get an idea, an inspired art, music, something you create, and you're mm-hmm. afraid to share it with the world, send it to us. We will share it with the world for you. And when I saw this picture. And you're wearing one right now, aren't uh, yeah, you? Yeah. I just something. noticed it.
0: <laughs> Can I buy one of those on your, on your store?
1: Yeah, absolutely. Oh, absolutely. I'm totally getting one of those. Oh, we got to get you one. Yeah, we're... I am. I'm glad that you. i glad to get you one. I think we um we have our big event coming up this weekend, uh, next week. Um, it's the launch of this Million Mask Movement. The and really, I want people when we say each other, when you see another man and say how you doing. I want people to find the people in their life who they know, and that when they ask, they're really asking, mm-hmm. and that when you answer, you can really answer. Yeah, as opposed to like, oh, can I tell them? Am I going to burden them? Am I going to worry them? Am I going to right? They're going to shame me. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And I yeah. think what if what if when we ask people how they're doing, they actually knew we meant it, and that yeah.
0: we we would make time to listen. Like really, if we if we could get that one thing down as yeah. a world, yeah. I think things would be a lot better. Man, well,
1: oh my God! You know, I, I think we could talk for hours more. I, I want to ask you this. Um, First, I wanted you to be able to, to thank you, and, I, and I'm glad to. I, I, I feel like we there's more we should talk about, but I want to. But what I believe in these conversations is really it's about. It took us a less than an hour to really have a deep conversation, yeah. and I've had many of our conversations that just went through just like what did we just talk about for an hour? We just you know just the and I'm I'm, I'm so thankful for these conversations where yeah, we can likewise take off the mask a little bit. And um, yeah. I want to thank you for being on the show. Is tell, is there anything like last thing you want to say to folks as that's, that's standing out to you before we wrap it up? Is there anything that's calling your heart right now?
0: I, I think I want to go back to that t-shirt. Right. And for people who, you know, who might just be listening, like the letters of fine, when you look at it at a distance, it says, I'm fine. But the words that make up the letters are things like annoyed, unhappy, insane, useless, weak, replaceable, coward, so much power of like what's lurking under the surface when we say fine. And I think this is really true for men in particular, that we just don't want to take the mask off. We don't want to show people what those words are underneath because they feel like I'm going to get attacked. I'm going to get told that. You know, get knocked down a few pegs and like, that's not helping us. Yeah. You know, a lot of the research I did in my book shows that when we ignore ourselves and what's really going on, all these statistics skyrocket, yeah. heart disease, divorce, addiction, suicide, these really terrible outcomes that don't help anybody. And so I just, you know, I, I want more men to be really taking the reality check on that and saying, am I fine? Yeah. Or am I? Annoyed, confused, feeling replaceable, needing something. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thanks for that that invitation, Ashanti. I really, really appreciate that.
1: No, thank you for that. And uh, I'm gonna send you a song. There's a song by this uh, singer on Instagram called. I think it's Kyle. I think Kyle Hume, and he has a song called "I'm Fine," mm-hmm. and it it's like that same context, like, um. Like, do I have a place? What what if I just needed to, like, take off that mask and tell somebody that I'm not doing all right and find the people in my circle that I know I could go to and it's safe? Because I think we would would do more of it if we knew that it was safe. It wasn't shame-ridden, right? And so uh, let me ask you this. Uh, Tell folks how they can find you, where you want them to follow you, if they want to grab the book, where's the best place for people to be connected with your work? Because I'm really looking forward to getting a copy of myself, so... I'm really excited about the, 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 this conversation.
0: Yeah, and, and uh, we'll, I'll get your address afterwards. I'll send you one. Um, I'd love, love you to have a copy. Right on. Uh, and, um, so, yeah, so thanks. So for, for anybody who wants to know a little bit more about the way I'm trying to be a part of this solution here and try to help out, the best way to find anything about me is my website. It's thecenteredcoach.com. Nice. Information about the book. I do a lot of writing, uh, you know, blog posts and things like that I've written over the years, the kind of work that I do. Uh, I'm not a big social person, a social media person. Um, I'm on LinkedIn. That's about the only place that I spend time uh, in a meaningful way. And also because my name is pretty common, Jim Young, you find me by the Centered Coach. You search that on LinkedIn, you find me there too.
1: Oh man. We're going to put all the links in the, in the show notes. Um, Jim, thank you for being here today. Thanks for being on the show.
0: Uh, Such a pleasure. Really enjoyed getting to be in conversation with you today. And I'm a big fan of what you're doing. So I'd uh, Love to support you in um, whatever way I
1: can. Well, we're, it's a team effort, and we and we have we need more people who are willing to have these conversations and be vulnerable about it. I think I really appreciate that, and um, thank you for being here today. And and folks out there, look, Jim and I shared our mask publicly, you know, uh, mm-hmm. but you don't have to do that. You can actually share your mask anonymously at millionmask.org. Three steps: one picture, six words of self-reflection. And we hope that more men around the world will realize that they're not alone, that we, we feel we're fully human and maybe we need more spaces where we can be fully human feelers, communicators, connectors, um, as opposed to pretending that we don't want or need that type of connection. So if you're a man like that and you know somebody who should hear this show, please share it with them. And um, all the Jim's information will be in the show notes and we'll see you soon, folks. Take care, everybody. Thanks again, Jim. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Ashanti. The Taking Off the Mass podcast is produced by Ryan Louie. Graphics are by Kelly Wong. And a special thanks to the team at Ever Forward, Vanessa Cortez and Choque Allen Alvarez. We'd like to thank everyone who's been a part of the creation of this podcast as we cross the 100th episode milestone and begin the work to the next 100. We hope that everyone who's been a part knows that they're a part of the taking off the mask family. And we look forward to you being a part of it as well. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe, write a five star review and share as we look forward to continuing to have conversations that matter. Stay tuned for the relaunch of the Million Mask Movement. On 11-11-22, that's November 11th of 2022. There's a math problem in there. You can find out more by visiting everforwardclub.org and following us on social media. Take care, and we'll see you soon.